0: Hello there, I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god, this of my own mind.
1: You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles, and I'm the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you
2: kidding me? Doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this, I'm out of here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Last weekend was the Utah National Series race, and man, let me tell you, that was a pretty venue. Um, watching the feed, or the I guess it was the video that Spartan recorded and put up Sunday man it looked awesome out there like the climbs looked really cool that part where they had like the creek coming down the mountain i was like that's pretty cool you know and when they were at the top and they just showed these epic views from up there man that just looked like a beautiful venue to go out there and then the the national series race was a beast race too you know it, it, it was it was real pretty race but it, it looked tough and I, you know from what i've read and scene it was a tough race and uh i was talking to uh dustin needham who's on the episode tonight and i was talking to him before the race and he said he was going out there to do the race and i was like well cool man i'll bring you on and we'll talk about it but anyway it's a good episode and uh i hope you enjoy it with dustin needham dustin needham what's going on today man hey
1: scott not much how you doing buddy
2: Pretty good, pretty good. So, earlier you told me you were getting some new ink today, man. So, what did you go and get? Did you get like a tattoo of Joe Desina holding a spear or a kettlebell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was my second choice. Um, I didn't like the drawings he did. No, actually, what I
1: did was um, I got two pieces. He actually isn't done, he just started on them. So, I got on my right pectoral, it's going to be a lion. Um, I'm a Leo, plus, I just think lions are kind of badass um and then i'm also i'm filipino i'm half filipino so on the on my right shoulder he's incorporating the filipino flag oh that's cool yeah
2: i'm a cancer and i always thought man i get maybe i'll get this cool crab tattoo you know but yeah you know, i, I kind of taught myself <laughs> out of it you know that would be kinda sick. Yeah. <laughs> that but uh but yeah dustin man uh you know i wanted to bring you on you know you went to utah last weekend and You know, just an average dude, man, just trying to go out there and have fun. You know, you did some age group stuff, and you've done some elite stuff, man. But, like, tell us about, like, your background and growing up, man. Like, you know, who is Dustin Needham? Like, what do you do for work? You know, how old are you, man? Like, where are you from? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no worries. Um, Well, I'm I'm about to be 38 um, when we're doing this. So, July 25th, I'll be 38.
2: That's my brother's birthday
1: is it really you know there's a lot of you know walter payton the, the hall of famer it's also his birthday it's a, it's a good day yeah um so yeah i'll be 38 um
2: you do not look 38 man
1: And you know i get that all the time and it's funny because you know, i have a 21 year old i just graduated um from college and a 19 year old and when people hear that they're like, Well what would, were you twelve? Like how old are you? <laughs>
2: yeah, dude, you you don't look that old, man. Like you could I mean, and it must be that Filipino blood or, yeah, or something, that's dude. The half,
1: that's my mom's side, yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: my dad doesn't age all that great, but um I think I think being Filipino definitely helps. <laughs> it makes you <laughs> <me> younger. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Right. Um, so yeah, I grew up um I, well, I grew up in California until I was about, you know. Ten or eleven, I started getting into a little bit of trouble up here. So my mom sent me down to Texas, you know, to live with my dad and, you know, get set straight. I guess you know how they do it in the South. is a little different. Hmm. Um, so when I was down there, you know, I, I was pretty active and you know, I, I ran track in the spring, football in the fall, of course. Um, you know, that pretty much just carried me all the way through junior high and high school until I moved back to California.
2: Right. So, and you said you were from Waco, Texas, is that what you said? Yes, yeah, Waco, Texas. So, I mean, me and you were close to the same age, so do you remember when everything happened down there in, w- in Waco? Because I was just a kid, but yeah. I remember it vaguely.
1: I do remember that, like, you mean the, the Branch Davidians and everything. Yeah. Um, I do remember, that's actually right before
2: um, I moved in with my dad. It was I probably moved in the summer before that. Right. Um, but my
1: dad... Um, at the time until about 10 years ago was active um, Army National Guard so he was actually there that day at at Mount Carmel I believe it is oh wow yeah that that was crazy times but yeah just like you I remember just kind of seeing on TV just not really knowing what's going on and then I moved there, and then, you know, it, literally, I've never even seen where the compound is. It's, it's like, on the outskirts. You know how that is, kind of yeah. like the Spartan race. let so say it's in Las Vegas, but it's, like, in the next state over.
2: Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. It was
1: kind of like that. It was just on, you know, Waco was, like, the closest place, I guess.
2: So, I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, even after it happened, like, a couple of years after that, they made a movie. And, like, mm-hmm. in the movie... They made everybody out, like, they made everybody there just look like the bad guys, you know, and the FBI was the good guys. And oh, then, like, yeah, here recently on Netflix, they made, I think it was on Netflix, they made a series about it. And then it was, like, the opposite. They made the FBI look like the bad guys. And mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, they were the good guys. So, who knows, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like how you put the spin on it, right? But,
2: right, I mean, yeah. I-
1: the government definitely probably had fault on that day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> what I've seen and read about, but, you
2: know. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally but, looks like they, you know, and even, I think they even showed it at the end of that little Netflix series where they were putting, like, tear gas or some oh, kind of gas into yeah. the place, and they said that that stuff is flammable or whatever, you know. But
1: Yeah, it got ugly really, really bad and for the whole world to see. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, and that was probably, like, as a kid, that was probably, like, the first thing i remember seeing you know that it was like really traumatic you know
1: yeah and what we didn't really fully understand like is this real like what's going on here it kind of reminds me of like that's kind of the same period with like the with the oj case and everything like yeah a few moments that you remember like you know when you're 10 11 12 that you, like, you just remember forever and like when you're seeing it for the first time like what what is this i mean Makes you feel really small in the world when you see stuff like
2: that. Yeah, you know, and and, and it's funny you bring that up, but because you know that's probably like the first thing I remember. It's like, man, this is a celebrity that you know com- mm-hmm. committed murder, you know, and that was probably like yeah. one of the first cases I ever saw that was like that too. Yeah,
1: yep, yep, it's crazy. That's kind of like one of my first, like, when you look back on it, like, when the media makes such a huge. He's rolling everything, I mean, you're, you know, there's are dying you know, situations going on, but once you magnify with the media, it's, it's like, it's unreal.
2: I know, man, the media blows everything just stupidly out of proportion. It's, yeah. it's nowadays, you just, when you see shit on the news, you're like, well, do I believe this or not? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's like, it's just, like, they, they want it to sound bad or they want it to be worse than it is, and then sometimes it's, it's really bad, and you don't even hear about it, because it doesn't make good news, I guess. It's, yeah.
2: It's <laughs> exactly so dustin like what do you what you do for a living out there in california man
1: oh yeah well for the most part you know i i started out i met my wife in let's see 2004 and um i started working with her she her family um has a printing company um her dad did or her still still does so i kind of just Worked my way into that, and I've been doing that since '04, and so I pretty much just manage and run a a printing shop, you know, traditional printing company.
2: So you worked your way into marrying the boss's daughter, in other words? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) I I fell in love with her first, but then it just turned out to be a pretty good gig, so I was
1: like, you know what, this is better than my um, job I had at the time. (laughs) Let me stick stick around here.
2: (laughs) I hear you. That's pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) So, man, like, so how did you find OCR, man?
1: Uh, let's see. That was the end of 2016. Um, so a couple years before that, like probably from like 13 on, I, I was lightly working out. You know, I was from high school when I graduated in 02 or, or I didn't really graduate, but it would have been 02. Um, from then on, like I stopped working out, you know, running, lifting, all that stuff. And just pretty much started just, you know, drinking a lot and smoking
0: cigarettes and just having fun and not caring what I ate. Right. And then about let's see 2013 came around. It's been about ten years
1: since I was a young buck coming out of high school. I was like, wait a minute, I, I really let myself go. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I got me as when Planet Fitness first came out, so I got me a membership. It was like ten bucks. Yeah, I got pizza every Tuesday of the month. Um, and I started working out again. I was like, man, this is awesome. This feels great. I'm getting in shape. I quit the cigarettes. Um,
2: was that hard for you to do after you'd started it? it
1: it was because I was smoking a pack a day Shit. from pretty much yeah pretty much from like day in high school so from 18 to what is it like 18 to like 28. Oh, wow <laughs> and then, then I, I pretty much turned it off like after one weekend I started the Planet Fitness the following week I realized like, man this running this cardio is really hard to do you know I was like you know what these cigarettes are not helping <laughs> and then like I remember that Friday I ran out of, I ran out of smokes and I was like you know what I'm not gonna buy a pack and. And then the next day, you know, it was hard. I was like, right, I'm going to make it through the weekend. And then come that Monday, like, I was pretty much quit. I mean, it wasn't easy, but, like, it really was just, like, that one day at a time. And I just put my focus towards working out. Um, so, I mean, it, it was great.
2: That's some awesome willpower, man. Because yeah, there's a lot of people out there I know, you know, that's tried to quit and and's never mm-hmm. and just struggle with it and have, and have you know, a lot of problems. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely. having some awesome willpower to be able to just drop it in a weekend like that, man. Do you ever get tempted?
1: Uh, I did, you know, like probably the first year or two after that. Just like like in social events. you Maybe right. you're out with your buddies and they, they spark up a cigarette or whatever it is. You're at a casino and you just get a whiff of it. Um, and there there was probably a handful of times where, I, you know, I was with my dad or brother. Here, let me take a drag of that. Right. And then I take a drag or two. And I was like, you know, I, I, I don't miss this. I, I don't like it. <laughs> so I was I'm happy. Um, yeah, it's not and, to say like yeah, you know. Before that, there was times I did try to quit, or I told myself, you know, what, I'm tired of this. But I, I don't. I never like was serious about it. You know, right? Until like I started working out, and I was like, you know, this is stupid. I just worked out for an hour or two. I'm going home. I'm, you know, I feel great after the workout, and now I'm firing up the smoke. Like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking better on the outside, but I'm still killing myself on the inside. It didn't make no sense.
2: Yeah, it, and it's probably like one of those things too, is where you you were kind of more addicted to. Like, the habit of it, you know? I know, exactly. like, a lot of people, you know like, what? as soon as they wake up in the morning, they wanted, they would want a cigarette. It's kind of like oh, for sure. when when you're watching a movie at home, you're like, I want to eat something while I'm watching TV or watching a movie, you know? And that it, you build that habit in your mind, and then, like, every time you sit in front of the TV, you, you're like, it makes, it triggers that I'm hungry, It totally does. It, it
1: was like, I was that way. I was like, first thing in the morning, have my smoke, you know? See, I go to work at 8, so at 10 o'clock, break time, smoke. Lunch y- Yeah. You just say, of course, you're going to smoke and then break time, smoke. And then it's just like what it was is, like you said, I think it just made it easier because I was just filling my time with, with other things. Right. And then I had like a reason, you know, I could see like my fitness was getting better. So like there was incentive to stay quit um, or else I probably would never quit it. I, I liked smoking. I I didn't really see a problem with it. my health seemed fine. You know, I yeah. wasn't like having breathing issues or nothing. but, you know, That's yeah, it's awesome. crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you.
2: Well, sorry to interrupt you. Could we continue?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no. That that was pretty much the end of that. As far as um, well, what, what with the Spartan, what happened was my buddy was like, hey, there's a Spartan up here in Sacramento. Um, like a month or two out, they always have it like in November. Right. So I was like, all right, that sounds good. I've been working out a couple of years. You know, I, I feel really like. You know pretty fit and everything let me go run around in the mud this is gonna be easy Mm. and um so i went and did it and found out like everybody else it was just it was just sprint but i think it took me a good hour and a half two hours and sacramento's a pretty flat course so that's not a it's not a great time for a sprint you know
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> I found out real quick I wasn't
1: like I was in semi shape, but not the kind of shape it takes to do some um, OCR races. That, <laughs> that, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. So,
2: and that yeah, was probably back to... when a sprint was five miles, too, right? Yeah, and it was. It definitely
1: yeah. was. I, I actually did have like a watch at the time, and it was like four point six or something. And, and, yeah, it was kind of crazy for the first one. Um, you're though, you know, one of the easier ones. You know, when people talk about, you know, your first ones
2: so how did you feel after you finished that first race
1: you know that saying that that spartan loves or they used to always say you'll know at the end right or you'll know at the finish line i did actually i knew before that like as soon as that gun went off or you know they let us go like i never that feeling i got racing like it brought me back to like friday night lights you know like yeah it was like a, i don't want to sound weird it was just like an out-of-body experience where i was like this is amazing i just like you know, I'm passing people I feel great like I'm on top of the world I mean that was like the first 30 seconds and then like <laughs> the hurt started coming in but you know that's not different than now <laughs> it's
0: just, right it's,
1: but um that's when I I just knew and I was like you know what I love working out but now like there, there's these races these barn races you know and there's a bunch of them I had no idea and I started looking at the calendar I was like oh cool now I got something to, to train towards and you know and then I started meeting people at the races and I was like oh man this is this is amazing
2: yeah yeah it's like you know first you get in the way i always explain it is you get that feeling like it was recess at school and you're the kid running out there to go play on the playground i mean to me that's the feeling it's like you you find that feeling again as an adult and it's immediately uh, addicting you know it
1: totally is and like if you could like just bottle that into a jar like
2: I'd pay money for it yeah oh absolutely but and then like you said you, you know you get addicted to that push you know and doing the first race and I always say to myself would I continue to would I still be continuing to do these races if I didn't you know fall in love with the community and like all the friends that I've met out there as well and I think I still would, but I don't think I would be enjoying it as much as I do now. Just knowing as soon as I open up the door to the car in the parking lot, I mean, I'm going to see somebody I haven't seen since the last race in probably five minutes, you know? I mean, that's just how exciting it is to, you know, be in this community and, and do these races. And I just think that this one thing that this sport has that no other sport probably does.
1: Yeah, that's, that's spot on. Like at, you know, at the end of, like, road races or trail races, it, it's not like that. Everybody kind of just finishes their race and, you know, they hang out with their buddies if they know people are there or they just, like, leave, you know. Right. It, it's not, yeah, it's, it's nothing like this at all.
2: Right. So, like, how many how many races did you do open before you decided, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, I want to push myself and, and, you know, up the ante and get competitive with it?
1: would have been so the end of 16 the Sacramento was my first race i was open and then in 17 i think i did i did a lot of racing in 17 but it was mostly all open so i i want to say like probably 10 open races before i made the jump to age group right yeah and i because i just saw I, you know i was progressing and, I, and i'm you know like everybody else i was checking my times and open waves i'm like You know, like you do now, you compare it to the the age group or you compare the age group to the lead times. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm I'm getting, like, halfway decent at this. So, like, middle of 17, I started taking it really seriously and, like, you know, trying to hone in on my OCR skills and and move my way up through the age group rankings, you know. um, And I was able to do it, you know, pretty quickly. Most of the time, most races, I made the jump to age group. I, you know probably more than half the time three quarters of the time I, I hit the podium so like I, I think I progressed pretty fast um you know it's just a lot of races so <laughs> it was yeah. just a lot of traveling to get to that point yeah it the is the only way I got better at it was like just racing and racing and racing
2: so, and then, you know, you decided, and after you've run, raced and, you know, you got a few age group podiums, now you're running in, in, in elite. So, what made you decide, you, you know, now I've had enough of running age group, I want to run elite. What was the jump?
1: The jump, there was a couple of times. to see, like, last year, or not last year, I only want to say last year, but I guess it was 19. Right. You know, like, so, like, all of 18, I did age group except for maybe one or two elite races here and there but like in 19 i did dallas um i think that was like in october so i did dallas was my first elite race um i did the beast and uh, and then the sprint the next day and you know on both days like i think I, I know i know it took top 10 to both days so like the main reason i wanted to do it was just to see like you know because you always compare the times right oh, right man, if i would have i would have ran elite today i would have got 18th or 20th and,
0: yeah
1: you know i mean that makes sense in theory and like but you know, it's not the same. Um, I mean, I didn't know if it was the same. I, I had to find out, you know. And I just wanted to, you know, line up with some of the big dogs and just like really push to, you know, to see where you stack and the, right. the gram in the big realm of things as far as um racing goes. Um, so that was like my my main uh, my main uh, motivator, I guess, to make the jump up. You know.
2: I hear you. Did you yeah. buy the uh, the elite season pass in 2019? I, uh, yes. Or for 2020? No no, no, no,
1: no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I upgraded the Andrew Pass. is what I did. So they uh, charged
2: me some fee to upgrade it. So, like every time you run elite, you'd have to upgrade it with that fee or whatever.
1: Uh huh. And mm-hmm. see, that's what I was gonna do. Um, Cause that's what, yeah, that's what I would. That's what I did in the past when I made when I would like maybe race the the elite sprint on Sunday. I would just pay like the the fee, you know, the upgrade fee. Yeah. But then once I decided, all right, twenty twenty one, I want to race pretty much just all elite. And then I was like, They're gonna charge me fifteen bucks or whatever it is every mm. race, like it's gonna add I might as well just upgrade to the Elite Pass. Right. <laughs> so there's not much you can do about that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's only a matter of time before the twenty twenty two passes go on sale, man. That's true. And then we'll have to buy it. And you just blew all your money on tattoo work. <laughs> I know, I know, and I got to go back to, but yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when we bought the. I mean, it's been almost two years now. I'm trying to remember when the pass usually goes on sale. I'm thinking it's, it might be Christmas? August no. oh, or really? September. Or maybe it's October, because I want to say it's yeah. usually close to when we get our bonus at work, and we usually get our bonus there, because I usually like, well, here's my bonus. I'm going to spend it all yeah. on the season pass <laughs> for next investment. year. It
1: just doesn't really um, pay you back. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, and, you and, <laughs> and I, I want to say the last year they gave us the pass. They're like, here's you $100 off code, but you got to use it in three days, you know, and you're like, well, fuck, I might as well go ahead Damn and get it. Yeah, right. Save hundred bucks. <laughs> That's how they
1: get you.
2: That's right so you so you ran utah this past weekend man tell us about that race and how it went for you dude
1: oh utah brutal
2: it looked beautiful too first
1: off like everybody that that did that trifecta weekend congratulations because i don't know how you did that Um, (laughs) i went in i went in knowing i wasn't gonna do that I, i knew i was gonna just come in do the you know do the big race do the national series race and then you know pretty much get out of there the next day but um Man, what what a race that was. I
2: mean, as everybody knows and as you're very aware of, I'm sure. It was super brutal and super hot. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it. <sighs> oh, man,
1: it was. Have you been
2: out there? I, I've, no, I've never been to Utah, man. And just seeing the views at like, the top of those hills mm-hmm. where, I oh, mean, yeah. I've been to Killington and they have mountain views there and Palmerton and Virginia for those races. But, man, the mountain views out there just were they were amazing, you know, they compared are, yeah, to over definitely. Here. Like,
1: yeah, I have never ventured out to like, the East Coast
2: races, but right.
1: um, I pretty much stay on the on the West
2: Coast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't blame
1: occasionally you. the South, but um but yeah, it's really pretty up there for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, me and you are on opposite sides of the country. You're in California and I'm in Georgia, so I mean, it's easier to travel to all the races on our coast, you know. Just, yep. So you, yep. you got to do what you got to do in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh Yeah,
1: but yeah, to follow, you know, to go back onto the the recap. I guess um, it was hot. It was, it was really hot, um, and I, I knew it was going to be hot. I was more like worried about like all the the, the later waves. Right. I didn't really put too much stock into it. I was like, well, you know, we start early. We're going to take off at seven thirty. I'm what? It's going to be low sixties, high fifties. Which you know, I know is hot. You know, we're going to going to heat up real quick. But it heated up really quick. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it went from like sixty five to like eighty five, and like. Probably like thirty minutes. Lord, <laughs> once the sun started coming up, it was so hot.
2: Yeah, it, it looked like there was no shade on that course anywhere.
1: Uh-uh. No, there was super minimal shade. Um, and then like the first half of it was pretty much climbing, you know,
2: right.
1: <laughs> one hill and then one giant hill, or one mountain and then one giant mountain, pretty much.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at what point did like Ryan Atkins pass you and you lose the lead, man? <laughs> oh
1: man that was, that was pretty sweet though because um you know they they didn't do any call out so like i was you know near the corral for sure he's just waiting you know, to, to let us in and so like when they let us in i just you know i just went in i know i don't i shouldn't be at the very front row so like you know how it is you know the taking order you let oh, the yeah. guys that are coming up in front of you and oh, absolutely. sure enough here comes ryan atkins on my right you know like you know a minute before like the national anthem i am like, oh, like i was like shit man this, I'm, i've never lined up against ryan atkins before i like, i was kind of starstruck to be
2: honest oh yeah man <laughs> I i'm sorry sir <laughs> <Excuse> yeah <me. laughs> man i know the feeling man like every time i meet like all those those top pros man you go and talk mm-hmm. to them for a little while you know until you get to know them a little better than what they are man it's like you, you always you know get that way you know I'm you're starstruck struck, man, but, right yeah. yeah yeah that's how
1: it was like they really hit me in um at jacksonville's here because you know it was one of my first lead races. Plus, it was a you know U.S. National Series race, first one back from like pandemic and all that stuff. So like, it was it was kind of nerve wracking then too, in a way to be you know around all these great athletes. So, right. But there they had us like in our little boxes, you know, were little COVID boxes. We weren't like shoulder to shoulder. All was
2: yeah. a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was different. So yeah. <laughs> So how did you feel about you know? you being on the west coast and doing all those venues over there that are really nice and you flew all the way to jacksonville to see that mud hole down there <laughs>
1: i know they said it was gonna be fast and like uh and it was it was an experience i mean just to travel like i never go that far out I, right I, I, I think i stopped at like four airports oh wow at, and i for like and your airport there is ginormous. I yeah. had a little bit of time. I had no idea how to take this five minute train thing <laughs> to the yeah. outside of the airport. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, Atlanta oh, airport man, is terrific. crazy for sure.
1: Yeah, it's ginormous. Um, but then yeah, as far as getting to that race in Jacksonville, like and it, it was pretty technical. Like the first the first, like, I mean, you know, you already did the recap, we always talked about it, like, you know, the first mile we had would like open it up, you know. Yeah. But the first three quarters of a mile, and then after that it was just like swampy, like Horrible footing, right? And, and it was something else. But but this past weekend in Utah, um, has you know, one for me. It, it's probably definitely top three like, hardest races I've done, and I've done Big Bear. I've done Big Bear back to back before, back to back days. I've done Tahoe every year the last four years, and
2: yeah, Utah, Utah brought it, man. They they definitely brought it up there. <laughs> well, you know, Garfield was the race director. And Garfield's pretty good at finding mm-hmm. finding the hard course, you know. So. Mm-hmm that's what yeah, okay. i expect out of him i mean he always finds a tough course even on the mildest uh terrain so i can only yeah, yeah. imagine he found he something awesome there
1: yeah definitely him and hammond did a did a kick-ass job um you know hammond courses are always super tough but yeah. like the way with the new schedule now the way they kind of just really backload the, the end of races like right. it was really brutal at the end of this <laughs> after the after for the close of four thousand feet of Climbing and then, you know, all that downhill and then the gauntlet
2: at the end. and Two carries towards the end. Yeah, the two carries, the
1: back-to-back carries. I mean, they were short, but, I mean, at the the, the 12-mile mark, you don't really want to do a back-to-back carry.
2: Yeah. I know that one climb that y'all had to do that had, like, a lot of the loose rocks and looked like it had a stream Mm -hmm. coming through it. That looked, like, really awesome. That
1: was super gnarly. It, It was. It was, like... I, like when we went through it there was like no path I, heard, I talked to some other people and they said you know like the next day when they did it on the super like there was actually like a path carved out but like when I'm we sure. went through it it was just exposed like you know rocks and like they had a little creek going with a little waterfall from the top and like so it was slippery little rocks everywhere and then like no path like, just tall grass it was Super super technical. I think it was about 500 feet, and that one mile or whatever, or half a mile, whatever it was. It was it was steep, right? <laughs> was steep.
2: You, you know, and people probably usually don't think about it. And a lot of the venues where you go, and they have a steep uphill, it'll mm-hmm. usually be like a ski slope that's been used. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like we did an ultra loop at Killington one year, and like it was like there was all you were doing was just following tape because there was no path. And we were like going uphill <laughs> through this grass that was like waist high, and it was the most annoying <laughs> shit you've ever done. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. And so I saw that tall grass, and I was like getting flashbacks, and I was like, I know that's annoying as hell to try to get through and go uphill at the same time. Yeah, it
1: was. It definitely took like, and then, you know, at that point in the race, I was, I was kind of like middle of the pack, so I was like in no man's land. I mean, I could see someone, like, cresting the top, and then the other guy was way below me, so, like, I don't have any, like, line of sight as far as, like, let me, let me do what this guy's doing, maybe, or that guy over there has the right idea, let me go that way, like, I, you know, you have to just figure it out, right. <laughs> and go your best way, I guess. So,
2: you, you didn't carry any, like, hydration or nothing, so what, you just go to, hit the aid stations, and you had some goos mm-hmm. and stuff?
1: Well, I, I, I brought my, I had a runner's belt, and I brought, you know, I brought, like, seven goos, or I, like, I think two were honey stingers and the other five were goose. So right. I you know, I took a goo in every thirty minutes pretty much or whenever it was like the most like strategic time. So sometimes it was like every twenty five minutes, sometimes it was every thirty five minutes. But um but I was popping them in because I knew, you know, I've done races before, like Tahoe specifically, were when I was really new to the sport, I didn't really understand like, how important it was. I just figured, you know, I I'd go and run for hours all the time.
2: I don't, right. know,
1: sometimes I don't even drink anything, but I never knew, like, you know, for one, at elevation, but just the strenuous activity of climbing
0: mountains,
1: mm. like, you need to be putting the calories in, or, you know, it's going to be a really rough day. <laughs> so, yeah. so I've learned that over the, over the years, for sure.
2: <laughs> so did you have any problems with cramps? I know, like, a lot of people were having problems with cramps.
1: This was the first race I've ever cramped, but it didn't affect my race. It, it hit me coming off, like, the last rig at the bottom. Right. Was, like, mile 12, like, you know. Yeah. But, I like, just right when I came off the rig, as soon as I landed, like, my right quad just super tightened up. Like, I just stood there for a good, like, 30 seconds, rubbed it out, and just hobbled the last mile of the race, whatever it was. But I could definitely see, like, why that was happening to people with, like, all that. The downhills were were long i mean obviously the, the uphills were on the downhills were very long and that was just super taxing on everybody's like quads and and obviously your caps going up but like if you're bombing downhill which i was not apparently <laughs> after looking at my time compared to others right um, but like man no wonder people are cramping up left and right yeah,
2: yeah. you know uh, and it's just from what i saw on the live feed it looked like you know i mean besides that that heel we were just talking about a lot of it did look like some some good trails, like it wasn't like a lot of technical running. Like once you yeah. got up to the top, and I mean coming down too. What it was that the was that the case, or was it just a lot of technical running that we couldn't see? Because the way they only showed like thirty minutes on the yeah, video. like are oh, you talking
1: about on the YouTube video that came
2: out last weekend? Yeah, like they didn't. Yeah, they showed like I think they showed part of the first
1: climb and like part of the like you said the creek that that part, but yeah. they didn't show the the other big climb, the the the, the longer climb um and like parts of it were were, were runnable you know um, right but most of it like really wasn't i mean maybe for like the top you know top 10 finishers you know the finisher on both ends maybe some other parts more runnable than than others but but it it was a pretty steep incline and um you know played pretty, pretty loose rock and stuff um but there were some some parts like after the first climb when we went down um and the first descent like there were some cool like pretty like smooth like path like running trails and stuff i think it might even been like, dirt bike trails but um right. that were totally runnable um leading up to the second climb to the to the big long climb
2: so did you watch the youtube uh footage they put up
1: yeah well, i didn't i, I want i watched like the first five minutes i still need to finish it so I, right. I did see like the very beginning oh. of it um when they first when everybody pretty much first crested um the first climb you know yeah
2: I mean, yeah. it, was, it was an okay uh, video. I did not like, because, like, every time they'd come to an obstacle, they would, like, mm-hmm. overlay the map when somebody was trying to do the obstacle. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. move that shit. Did. I'm trying to watch what they're doing, you know. It's yeah, like,
0: like, we know what they're doing. I yeah, want I mean, I to see them actually do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they did it, like, every single time somebody came come to an obstacle, they'd show the map. And I'm like, viewers don't want to see the map. They want to see the people yeah. do the obstacles, so.
1: And You could barely make out the map, anyway. So.
2: <laughs> right. So you've uh, you've done a few races at elevation. Did the elevation like mess with you when you were there? You know what it did, and I downplayed that as well
1: because I guess I've been downplaying it ever since I started racing because I've always said that too. Like when we go to Big Bear or, or Tahoe, I'm like, you know, this elevation, like I, I could feel it, but it ain't that big of a deal. I think
0: right.
1: it's, it's just others affects you know a lot more than others. I mean, yeah. but like this trip when i got in friday night to the motel and was doing my shakeout i looked at my my heart rate on my watch i'm like what the heck it's like 158 and you know and i'm you know i'm running like an eight nine minute pace on a nice little shakeout and that's when i realized like man why am i why is this is so hard <laughs> I <was> like, no, <laughs> what? this, this elevation for real <laughs> <It's legit. laughs> but um you know what honestly i don't know like once we got going when we started racing. Like, I don't remember like having a harder time than breathing than than normally when we're racing. You know, I I really didn't. I know I think it did affect me later on in the race. Yeah. And also with like you know with the heat and just uh you know just the race itself adding up all the miles on top of each other. But and, you know, it's really hard to say. Cause I know some people from sea level, like like Annie, who took second. Right, she, she's from the Bay Area, I believe. Mm. And you know, she, she crushed it. So I, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's just in my head sometimes or if it's real, but like i said that shakeout was hard (laughs) one of the hardest shakeouts i've ever done and i i came in pretty like tapered into this race i took it pretty easy last week and lowered my intensity and everything Um, so i don't know i lowered the volume not the intensity so i i came in pretty refreshed ready to go i thought so i'm pretty sure i just chalked that up to the the elevation
2: (laughs) yeah it when you go back and watch the if you watch the video for the women like annie like there was like a couple of times where you'd see her like come off of an obstacle and she'd like have to stop ah, because man, she, yes. she, she was about to like cramp up or pass mm-hmm. out or something mm-hmm. so well, you actually, could you know
1: what? I heard that I just heard that this morning as I was never trying to the show and she was on it she was saying that too it's like she was battling, but I think it happened to her a little earlier in the race. Like, yeah, it happened to Rose, too. And she was saying, since it happened, to Annie said since it happened earlier in the race, yeah. she was able to kind of work work through it, you know, and,
2: yeah. and keep it
1: together. Like, but yeah, man, I guess it was happening to, to a lot of folks out there.
2: Yeah, because there was like in the video when she come down off the rope climb, it's like she you could tell she was about to start running, and she was like, "Whoa, got to take a mm-hmm. second, you know. So yep,
1: yep, because you know, like, wait a minute, something don't feel right. I mean, they yeah, to stay still for a second. Or <laughs>
2: So you've done Jacksonville, you've done Utah. Are you going to chase the series? Like, what other races are you planning on doing?
1: I'm definitely doing the series. Um, so the plan was to do West Virginia, and this was before they what they added Asheville. That's coming up, right? Yeah. Um, so like, I'm not going to do that. That's just too soon for me. Um, but then I'm going to do Big Bear. So like, I'll finish my three. Will be Jacksonville and then Utah and then Big Bear. So I got I'll you. Get my three series races. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm
2: so um after you did jacksonville and how did you feel going into utah after your performance was at jacksonville
1: i felt good um actually since jacksonville i've done a lot of racing i, I so i did austin i was like really soon i think it was actually san antonio it was about a month after jacksonville um where i did really well there um you know, Isaiah was there, Vic was there, John Penland was there, and, right. and I was still able to, I think I got, like, 12th or something in the super. Um, I mean, granted, the, those heaps down there are a lot smaller, but um, so, like, coming into, like, Utah, like, I believe my fitness, is, you know, it's definitely getting a lot better um, working with Kirk, uh, DeWint, 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 oh, he's gonna kill me, but, um, so, I yeah, he's DeWitt. gonna me faster and yeah. stronger at yeah, DeWint. Um, so, like, I've had a lot of races, I've I've done a lot of racing, I think I've done about I think with Utah now, like 14 races this year. Did Colorado and both the Texas races. Um, so like I'm just trying to trying to stay with the big dogs a little longer. It's <laughs> My goal every race, pretty much. <laughs> I
0: hear
1: you. And go a little longer, a little longer, and just you know wait for that you know, my fitness to get there. Just you know maybe some other guys maybe don't have the best day. <laughs> I can pop one. Yes. I'm just biting my time. Just trying to get better.
2: <laughs> so, uh, h- how do you like working with uh with Kirk being your coach?
1: Oh, I love it. And, and Kirk's a cool, cool dude. Um, I uh, see. I signed on with him. It was about a month or so before Jacksonville, so we were able to get a little block of training in, um, which you know I totally helped me a lot because the the things i i been doing on my own, like I don't know about others, like I really thought I knew what I was doing as far as you know my speed work and you know progressively getting stronger or my Um, you know race specific work obstacle stuff but just getting you know knowledge from you know someone like Kirk's just been like super super beneficial
2: (laughs) so is is Kirk like your first running coach you've you've ever used
1: yeah for sure um I've worked with like coaches um I'm part of um I go to King's Camp yeah Um, I don't know if you've heard of them yeah South, South Bay but yeah like so like I've been working with Mike King there for a few years, and there's great athletes there, um, like Ian goes there here and then Dearly. Um, right. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of us. So like, I've had like instruction, but I've never had the, like, I you know, programming. You know, like it's pretty much what Kirk you know was doing for me programs all my, you know, all my blocks of training. Like right. Like from you know like all of it. So <laughs> so now I just I need to follow instructions. <laughs> right. Much
2: better. <laughs> so uh like. <laughs> So you decided that you were going to use Kirk as a coach. Like how did your consult go like when you talked to him? Like what did you tell okay. him like I want to be able to do this or I want mm-hmm. to work on this? Just tell us how mm-hmm. tell us how that went.
1: So when I reached out to him, you know, what he does is he he sends you um like an evaluation um like sheet or whatever like you know you fill it out and into it. Very detailed. It is like what does your last six months of training look like? You know, what do you believe your, you know, your weaknesses are? Where do you see yourself? What are your goals? Like, like everything. Um, and I was really, you know, you know, on, you know, of course, honest about like everything I've done. Cause I want to like, you know, give him all the, all the pieces so he can help me put this, this puzzle together, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like I did that and then he's like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start this day. But before that, I need you to go, you know, time trial, you know, see what kind of speed you have, go do a 5k and then. I did my five K, gave him the time, and then he's like, All right, well we got something to work with now and um based on like, you know, what my goals were and, and my goals were to, you know, you know, race elite and you know, you know, potentially I want to take like top twenty at a national series race, it'd be great, I'd be super happy with and like, you know, just top ten and you know, try to get on that podium. and maybe, you know, one of the small regional races. I yeah. think that, that's my goal, you know.
2: <laughs> Heck yeah man.
1: That's what I yeah, and, and then Kirk was like, you know. I got room right now. I got a couple of spots open for athletes and, you know, I love to, to, to train you. So <laughs>
2: that's how that came to be. So like, I know he does, those, does time trials a lot, or they talk about that. Like how often you do time trials? Don't y'all do it like once a month or is it?
1: With me, I, well, I haven't had any time trials except for the one I did. The first um, one. Just to, for the fitness evaluation. Um, um, not yet. I haven't had to do
2: one yet. Right. You know? well, do you feel like you've progressed a lot using him as a coach
1: i have because i have like certain segments or like workouts that i do that i could go back to to, to measure you know, like where my fitness has gone right and um and i've definitely gone faster and you know my state power is getting better and you know my like all this broken running i should say all this but the broken you know he he does prescribe you know a little bit of broken running here and there about once a week or so and, like I wasn't doing that before, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was doing like, and I know a lot of people don't, don't do the compromise running and some people do, but like for me, that's probably been the biggest difference because like, coming in and out of these like obstacles, these transitions or being mm-hmm. able to like come off a wall and start running again or, you know, run with the bucket, you know, actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, and make up time on these carries and whatnot. Um, I like that. That just opened up all new doors for me. I wasn't even you know, like aware of, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was just like, I, I just need to get faster. If I could get faster, then, it, then the rest doesn't really matter. Right. The problem is
2: everybody's fast. Yeah, that's the problem. We're everybody's faster. Everybody's faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how much faster do I need to go because everybody's faster than me? Yeah, I know.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know the problem. <laughs> but,
2: you know, I totally agree with you, you know, and I know there is some people out there that thinks that they should train. You know, you do strength one day and you do, you know, you do your running separately, and that's fine, and I think there's yeah, a totally. place for that. But if you want a total race simulation, you have to do compromised running because you're not going to get that feeling unless you – any other way besides doing no. that.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get that. My legs are blown up, you know, and then now I need to go straight into a, you know, full sprint to the finish line type of feeling. Like, you just, you just don't get that going on and just doing intervals or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, definitely. I didn't yeah, that once he started, you know, tossing those into my um, my workouts, so I was like, "Oh man, this these quality days are something else." I see why he wants me to recover the day before so right. I can hit these days hard because that's that's where you make all those deposits, you know, all the all that interest you could pull out later on in right. <laughs> those
2: sessions. So what does like a week of training like look like for you, man?
1: So, pretty much it's 6 days on, so I have like two quality days. Um, which would be like a Tuesday and Thursday usually, and then like two strength days and then four running days pretty much. Um, but then with like the strength days, you know, usually prescribe like some kind of cross training. So I'll just jump on the rower right. or the, the air bike or just take my bicycle out, you know, just go hit a bike trail. Um,
0: right.
1: so let's see, it's pretty much like four or five days of running and then like two strength days. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday I just take, you know, is a full day off, um pretty much how it's been going.
2: So is there like a certain amount of miles you're hitting every week, or is it more based on time?
1: No, yeah, it's a little bit of both, because I have noticed that my mileage doesn't always progress. Like, like you know, sometimes you mm-hmm. want to see your, your, your volume progress, but sometimes it's usually around the same. I, I don't know if that's just by how he's designing my training, cause, or is it because a lot of it's built in because, you know, you know the races that are coming up, you know so like it's kind of a little bit of both right um because a lot of it is like just time-based work though because it'll be like you know just yeah, do this carry for this long blah blah mm-hmm. blah, blah you know <laughs> so i think a lot of it's just it's just the volume of, of all the work you know together not just like you're gonna run 50 miles a week you
2: know it's, yeah it's not like that so is is when kirk designs like a workout for you is it more pace based or is it like more of a heart rate type of uh workout
1: mm, well like for the speed stuff it's funny enough because he'll be like all right we're gonna go two minutes on one minute off but those two minutes on he'll just put two minutes uh hard af so
2: i'm like well, okay. gotcha. <laughs> i guess some of it's like a perceived like um you know so everything you got yeah. huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool man
1: yeah, yeah, but sometimes we'll do that. It'll be like you know, be at five k pace or be at mile pace, you know, mile repeats or whatever it is. You know, right. and, you know workouts like that, interval workouts. I mean, not,
2: not mile repeats. So, yeah. like on like, what's your easy run? Like, what, what how would he would describe like your easy run? Just go run for two hours, low heart rate, or is it?
1: Go- yeah, so like for the recovery runs, he actually does do that by distance. So like usually, you know, it's like like on Monday, like or like after a race, like. If I don't race Sunday, like, I'll go back to Monday, and Monday it'll be like six mile recovery run, you know, and then some, some strikes at the end, you
2: know. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I know a lot of people use Kirk and uh, Bracken as a coach, you know, because, you know, their podcast is awesome and they've been doing great with it. I've listened to every single episode. But oh, yeah, yeah, I love that show. you are the first person I've talked to that, that uses either one of them that I've had on the podcast that I know of. So, mm-hmm. Tell me what is the best thing about your coach that you like?
1: Oh, let's see. There's actually a few things. He's he's super down to earth, and I, he literally like you know he checks on me all the time. You know, so it's like a really personal service. He's like he's like fill me in. How's it going? Mm-hmm. You know, I could like I could text him. I've texted him before. Like, crap. You know, life happened. Um, what can I do? Can I? Uh, you know, can, can you rework this? <laughs> can I flip flop this or? Like, what What do you suggest I do for this? And, like, he's, like, he's always there. Um right. <laughs> And if he's not, like, he gets back to me, like, really, really soon. That's cool. Um, yeah, and, like, he just, he he breaks it down. Like, if I don't understand, like, what the purpose, purpose of, like, what I'm doing, like, you know, he breaks it down to me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I, I need to be actually doing this thing. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah that's press pretty cool, man. Having a coach that's accessible man that's awesome
1: yeah he's like he's not just like shooting me off like spreadsheets like all right, this is it, like I never hear from him right. you not know? like actually it's like it's actual coaching, which is just which is pretty cool, you know,
2: okay, so now tell me something that you don't like about his coaching.
1: What I don't like about his coaching,
2: and don't worry, I'm sure he doesn't listen to my podcast.
1: <laughs> 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 I don't really let me think about this, but I don't like about his coaching. You know what? This, this my sound lame. I can't think of anything. <laughs> right. I'm Well, I mean, I it doesn't have to it, be like, something
2: you don't like. Just maybe something yeah. you're like, ah, I don't like this part of it. You know what I mean?
1: Ah, okay, I got it. Um, he likes to sign a lot of carry work. I mean, I right. guess when we're in the blocks of, you know, like mountain races stuff coming up, like those carries make a big difference. Um, so he does do a lot of that. And I its not that I don't like them. It's just they're just hard. Yeah. So (laughs) it's like, all right, we're gonna warm up with, you know, two or three miles. All right, and I'm warmed up, and then it's like, all right, grab the bucket, you know, for seventy minutes straight. You know, we're gonna—or not seventy minutes straight, but for, you know, the duration of sixty minutes. You know, ten minutes carry up. Know, five minutes sprint down and then carry up you know you do that for an hour and 10 minutes or so and it's like oh my goodness that,
2: that hurt where do you find a hill that's that tall man
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we got a bunch over here i'm there's sure there's a bunch of like good sized hills in the beer yeah
2: mm-hmm. you know if and the cool i mean i mean a lot of people don't like to train carries but the thing about if you don't train carries when you show up on race day you know it's like it's not the point that your legs might not be, your legs will probably be ready for the carry, but it's like, it's your upper body to me. Like, if you're not used to holding that weight up with your arm yeah. above your it's head, it's like your arm's going to get tired through the carry, and you're going to want to change arms, and...
1: you Are going to waste all that time changing arms? Yes, and that costs energy, about that. you know?
2: Yeah. So... That's like say the the it's one of those things where the more you train being uncomfortable in that like training, major. it makes you that much more comfortable on race day.
1: Absolutely, and then you could put those efforts towards those worries towards other things that you don't have to worry about anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That bucket, you already know. I gra- I've been grabbing a bucket and running with it all the time. It's, it's, it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and now actually, I look for- I used to not look forward to the carries because I'm, you know, I'm only like five nine. I'm a smaller dude. So, like, the carries, like, I used to not like them. Right. I I liked them only because I was like, all right, we can stop running now. But that's before, like, you know, I jumped up to H Group in Elite, and I realized, right, well, we need to actually be running with these buckets, you know, as fast as we can. (laughs) This isn't break time, you know.
2: (laughs) I know because I'm not the fastest guy, but I've been pretty, most races I can usually do a pretty decent carry unless I'm just Mm -hmm. wasted by the time I get there. You know, and I, I know a bunch of times we've been at Florida and everybody comes running out of the gate like a bat out of hell. And I'm like, damn, man, I'm going to suck at this race, you know, yeah. because I'm already like in 20th place in yeah. my age group, you know. And then we get to the carry and half of them are walking with the bucket. And I'm thinking, man, y'all guys were like flying out of the gate. And now y'all yeah. can't run with the bucket because yeah. y'all ran yourself yeah. into the ground. So yeah, I kind of love that merge. part of it. You know, yeah,
1: that's yeah, true. Because you know, I don't want to say this because I'm small. Because there's a lot of, a lot of little guys
2: and not even little guys. Like BJ, you know, these guys that are yeah. like super like buff, and
1: these guys have like the fastest bucket carry times on
2: right know, segment. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I, I'd, I'd probably. Like, I would probably trade to be a faster runner and a slower carrier, I think, hands down, you know, because, you know, you're always running way more than you're carrying. Yeah, like 80% running anyway,
1: so, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you
1: got world-class speed, then you could, you could walk the carries cares? Okay?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, what is, like, your favorite workout that you do, like, during the week? Like, if you had a go-to workout that you had to do, like, every day, you know, what would it be?
1: Uh I like the fast stuff I'm starting to really like the fast stuff so I like the I just got an incline trainer so I like um, awesome just doing intervals on it and then you know have an option to you know put it up to you know 10-15% or whatever and just just really hurt you know those, those little hurt sessions I like right on. <laughs> I believe like those are the sessions I like some of them you felt like you,
2: you were changed afterwards like that was a badass session <laughs> I yeah. like those ones
1: <laughs> those you, ones I look forward to
2: I hear you man so, dude, I was looking at your Athlinks, and I saw that you did a tough mutter. Uh, was that at Sacramento? Was that right?
1: Uh, I did uh, Sonoma, and then Sonoma. the one before that was Sacramento.
2: Yeah, right. The most recent was Sonoma. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. That's actually going to be my next race. Will be um
1: down in Lebec in SoCal by LA. Will be tough. Will be a tougher mutter. Yeah, I did both the tougher mutters last year.
2: Right, right before.
1: Yeah, <laughs> those are cool.
2: So. And, you know, I've noticed you do a lot more Spartans than you do Tough Mudders, but, like, what what is it about Spartan that makes you come back to Spartan? It's probably the same reason for me there's more Spartans than there is Tough Mudders. Yeah, to that's to.
1: exactly what it is. I mean, I yeah, I was doing Spartan for a good year or two before I even, I like, touched a Mudder, but, right. yeah, honestly, like, there's only, like, two that come around, like, in Northern California. It's just those two and, like... But you know they're a lot of fun. Actually, that's one of my favorite races I've ever done. Was um, Sonoma uh, Tough Mudder. Cause that's the first time I've ever um, I, I took first overall. You know, was like they don't do like age group or nothing. They just have yeah. like their their pro heat and like that's the first time like I was able to you know get first at a at OCR event. So I was, you know, that's always gonna be special in my mind. And you know, to me, it's, oh, awesome. it's Tough Mudder for that reason. Um, but they're just totally different. Like I right. don't know now. I mean, since Spartan took over, but like. It's totally different than being at a at Spartan Race. Yeah, yeah, on like all different levels, it's, it's totally different.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, you should you should do it. Or you've done a Florida Savage. I think I saw that too.
1: I did. Yeah, those. Um, that's when I realized real quick. I did the Dallas one before that. Right. Like a month, a couple of months before that, and then I went down to uh, the Florida to kind of get my redemption because when I did my first Savage the one in dallas like i got to the first rig and i like, split my finger open like, like pretty bad like blood was going everywhere and then the medic's like well we can't tell did he go to the bone maybe it didn't yeah and we were only like a mile into the race I was oh god like, oh, i gotta
2: call it that so like, that's why i went to florida get redemption <laughs> yeah savage is a fun race man
1: yeah that's when i realized wait a minute I, i'm not really good at obstacles
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean
1: at that point i've done over 50 sparring races i was like you know what i'm Pretty badass. I'm, I'm good at obstacles. Like, nope, you are not.
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm a little more relaxed at Savage though, because you can, you can try it more than once, and that's kind of cool.
1: Fine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then you're not like, it's not that you don't have that. Like, even coming up to the monkey bar at the end of a race track, monkey bars are easy but what if i slip off and fail it like right in the back here it's always in the back of your mind because that's gonna kill you yeah <laughs> do, you
2: didn't yeah you, did, yeah. you
1: kind of just send it yeah
2: yeah if you fall off at savage you're like oh guess i just gotta go try again it's not fuck i gotta go do 30 yeah. burpees <laughs> and then, like i was
1: noticing like a lot of the top guys like the way they move through those obstacles like you're
2: able to take all these extra risks because like, yeah what's, what's the big deal you just, you fall off and go do it again,
1: or, or you save, like, five seconds, and you skip half the obstacle. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you know? Right. Did you, run, yeah. did you run clean at Utah this past weekend?
1: Uh, Technically, no. I missed my spear. Um,
2: ah, bummer.
1: It, it's a stupid thing. It went bottom left. It, it stuck. It's just – and that's another thing. Like, they got to start using more um different spear um targets because – they're all super chewed up. I'm oh, not gonna yeah. make
0: an excuse. Like mine was extra chewed up because they are all chewed up, but like it stuck. I you
2: know, I put it on Instagram. I was like, it went in and then it went out the bottom left hole. Oh like, man. What the heck is this? <laughs> like is that
1: a, that's a fail, right?
2: But, and you know, Atkins what? barely Luckily, hit his too. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my goodness. Um but they just had a penalty loop and it was literally like uh no more than like I don't know, two hundred meters or something. It was just like oh, a little round wow. back. So it literally took way less time than burpees would have took for sure.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, in hindsight, I could have just touched the spear and just did that real quick, but. Yeah. <laughs> what well, we would we do that?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> it
1: was, it was kind of like the Jacksonville one, as far as like. Well, it was nothing like the Jacksonville penalty. The Jacksonville one was like all super.
2: Yeah, that was tight, like in a cool mud swamp. swamp.
1: But like it was super short, just not technical,
2: just right. flat. But, like, it was nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Well, all right, dude. Everybody that I bring on the show, I always ask them the same questions towards the end. Okay, and so uh, I want to ask you what to this day what has been your most favorite race and why?
1: Most favorite race up to this day, yeah. you know, I'm gonna have to go back to the to Tough Mudder Sonoma 2019, only because that that was my first time ever, you know. Taking the top spot at OCR Race. Um, well,
2: that's
0: awesome, dude. Because
1: it wasn't, like, the prettiest venue or nothing. I mean, Sonoma is not ugly, but,
0: like, right.
1: definitely have definitely been the prettier venues. Um, but, um, yeah, just for that reason. Just, you know, just for getting to
2: wear that champion bib, you know. Yeah, man, I bet that was awesome, dude. It was sweet. Because that was, that was, what, a 10-mile? 10 10-mile, 10 right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, right at 9 or 10, I think.
2: That's awesome, dude. Was it a close finish, or were you owning it?
1: It was. It was, like, I was in second. I was, well, me and my buddy, um, no, no, he goes to Kings camp. We were, like, second and third, just battling back and forth, and the guy in first, you know, he was, I could see him the whole time, but he just kind of fell apart, like, you know, the last mile, and then, you know, I was oh, like, alright, wow. this, this is my chance, I, I can finally get gold.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was my favorite one of all. I mean, granted, you know, there's no prize money there, so, like, yeah. you don't know, bring any big dogs out, you know, it's just, but still, you know, we race hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, but didn't y'all win? Don't you win like a case of Celsius or Kill or something yeah. like that? That was cool.
1: I didn't even know that when they when Coach, uh, the tough mudder guy, Coach, <laughs> gave yeah. me that. I was like, Oh, what is this? He's like, That's yours. I was like, You get all these. <laughs> these are all mine. <laughs> I thought he wanted me to hand them out to people or something.
2: <laughs> hey, that's better than nothing, you know. Because you know, it you get an age group at Spartan, all you get's an extra medal, man.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I'd yeah, love yeah, man, to get a case of Fit well. Aid. That'd be awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. So, when we went to Palmerton, like, the mm-hmm. volunteers were, like, they would give you one fit aid, and, like, if you'd hang around, like, the finish line talking to friends, and you'd go up there to They're get another bar. one, they'd be like, yeah. no, nah, you can only have one. Did they do that at Utah? Uh,
1: no, they weren't doing that, cause I actually did that. I grabbed two of them, and then I also grabbed, like, a bunch of bars. <laughs> so yeah, what the like, hell? I don't want this right now, but I grabbed a couple. I want to try
2: them all. So... Y'all had bars, you said?
1: Yeah, they had like some kind of like protein bar thingies.
2: Shit, we didn't even have that, man. All we had was bananas, and somebody told me that the volunteer would only give them one banana at Palmerton, dude. Oh, it's
1: lame. Right? They have so many bananas. I literally saw them coming on the semi-truck. So many bananas.
2: Uh, Maybe they just didn't have a lot of stock at Palmerton. I don't know.
1: Yeah, people use a lot of bananas
2: there. That's a tough course, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no way it was as tough as y'all was in Utah. Maybe that was why they gave y'all a bunch, because people were getting so hot and heat exhaustion and all that too. <laughs> That's
1: probably what it was. Here, have maybe, an extra maybe, banana. Yeah, maybe starting like <laughs> you know and bought extra bananas for such a big
2: race. <laughs> right, you look awful. Here, take two. Is <laughs>
1: that yeah, right? Like, this is where all the money's going. We're not going to pay the pro guys. We're just going to give you extra bananas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what was they ended that and feel like, well, now we can give out more drinks. We're not paying the pros anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then they like they dropped that, that bomb on the, the, the OCR Spartan World, like, what, a day before the national oh, race, right?
2: Yeah, they're, like, in flight, and they're getting emails saying, yeah, we're not oh, going to support you anymore. Yeah.
1: We're not we're not going to give you guys anything, but if you want, you could have two bananas.
2: Yeah. Hey, well, I, I am thankful that at least they dropped their – their shirt policy, so at least they can honor their, can wear their, sponsors. their, yeah, yeah, their sponsors. That's cool, you know.
1: Yeah, the people that are actually like, paying them. Yeah, they're
2: helping <laughs> them, then, for real. But uh, okay, dude. So, like, what has been like your least favorite race and why? Okay,
1: oh, that's pretty easy. Um, it was it was a National Series race too, but I was running H Group, so I was 2019, Seattle. It was just miserable. It was um. And you probably saw the, like, footage
2: I watched sport. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean. I mean. I knew it was going to be raining. but I'd never raced here before, so like, I really didn't know what to expect. But like, the rain was coming down, and it was cold, and like, people were like falling off the Z wall. You know. Like, yeah. I, I think Kent and BJ both fell off of
2: yeah. it. It was, like, it was just horrible conditions. Like. Yeah, and Kent you know, Kenton like, got real hypothermic or something that yep, year. Oh, yeah. yep,
1: yep, yep. And that's another thing. Like, I was not ready. I I went shirtless like always, you know. Mm. I, but you know, I saw like. I saw Atkins, I mean, he was shirtless, yeah. and the elite man went off, why,
2: why can't I do it? <laughs> yeah, if Atkins can do it, we can all do it, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? He's <laughs> the best there is, let me just um, do like he
1: did, and it'll work out. But no, I, that was a bad call on my part. Like I was freezing. Like The first half of the race was fine, but when we came back down, and then like, after we went through a like, dunk wall, and it started raining more, and like, then they sent us through like, this river thing that seemed like it lasted forever. That was freezing. I was, I think I did like 150 burpees that day. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I I felt like all the like the rig stuff and I missed my spear, so like I definitely did at least hundred and twenty. I think I did one hundred and fifty yeah. though. Oh, That's definitely my, my least favorite. But I would never I've been back and I've raced there and raced well for the beast in like September, but I don't I don't go there in April.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like you said, you know, I've I've never been there but I've watched the live feed or the videos they've had there for every single race. And I don't think the sun was out on any of those movies or videos. No, yeah.
1: And like, yeah, I know Woodsy's had a couple of races there. He's not too, too happy with, I know in the past, it's like that, that race is something else. Like not a fan. Right. I know some people love it. A lot of people, that's their favorite. That's their go-to. And they, they love the terrain. And Mm. like, I mean, I I can appreciate it. it. It's a very unique course. Like, I I think everybody should experience it, yeah, you know, it's just all the the elements that that come into play that make it so unique, I think, and and, kind of tough, you know, it's tough for me.
2: I don't, I just, if races get, like, really cold, like, you Mm -hmm. know, in low 30s and below 30s, man, that's, that's a rough day, especially if it's raining.
1: Yeah, and especially, like, when you're not, like, I knew, like, when I did Tahoe, I was like, all right, I knew it was going to be cold, I I had a windbreaker, I had my leg mitts, like, like, for this, I just thought, okay,
2: well, it's. You know, it's just
1: rain. Like, how cold can it get? Like, yeah. it could be, like, really cold rain. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. Lesson learned. All right, man. So, last question. Like, so, your race weekend's upon you. Like, what is your race which ritual? Like, what are you doing Friday? What are you doing Saturday before the race? And, like, what do you do after the race Saturday if you're going to run on Sunday to prepare for that mm-hmm. race? What's your secrets, okay. Dustin?
1: let's see secret secret sauce i don't know if it's i don't know if you want to follow this recipe um because my results may not be your results that you want but it works for me <laughs> so let's see right. Friday, Friday usually is travel day so um you know i'll fly to wherever i'm racing if it's not somewhere i could drive to um so let's see i'll get there i'll get to the motel hopefully it's not like at midnight or like late at night yeah check in and usually the first thing i'll do is um is i go for a shakeout run um, I mean unless like the hotel's far and I have to drive by like, quite away from the airport i I, I make it run in like on the way to the, the motel yeah um, but it's not I go there I'll check in I'll get my shakeout done, and then I start thinking about what I'm gonna eat um because I don't really want to eat too late I, I usually don't like to eat after you know like preferably I don't want to eat like after like seven seven thirty and like yeah. sometimes it's like later because you know, by the time you check in and eat you know it's right. 8, nine o'clock and I'm just worried if I eat you know, too late. You know, it's gonna be sloshing around the next morning or something. I'm gonna have a bad race.
2: <laughs> right, I'm <the> sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah, so like, but like, I'm not super like. Oh, I need to go out and
1: eat super clean. Um, like I, like I'm not gonna overdo it. Whatever I go out and eat, or you know, bring back to the motel and eat. Like, it's, it's not gonna be a whole bunch of food anyways. No, right. I mean, sometimes I will just go to like the, the Safeway that's next door and just get like deli sandwiches. Yeah. And like, you know, a couple of bananas or something. Something I know I could eat. That's not gonna screw me up the next day. Right. Um, and then I'll just try to go to bed rather early. Maybe I'll, you know, look at the map a couple of times and screw off on social media, you know,
0: mm. get
1: kind of hyped up before bed, <laughs> you right. know, probably not getting sleep that well, but I generally try to go to bed like no later than like 10 or 11. Right. I, I want to be in bed at, like nine, but that usually never happens It's yeah. like 10 or 11 or later. Um, and then I just try to sleep and like, usually, I don't have like race anxiety, so I, I usually sleep pretty good. Um. So that brings me into the morning. So usually, all right, so in the morning I'll wake up about between 4.30 and 5. I like to eat, you know, at least like a full two hours before we race. Like I want to pretty much be fed by like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: 5.30. So that means you got to wake up like 4.30 or 5, depending on where you are. You know, bring, you know, food with with you or anything. But um. so I do that. And usually like like this past weekend it was a beast. So actually I had like actually i woke up first i woke up at four thirty. i scarfed a banana down like right there next to my bed chugged some water you know um but then i laid around for another 30 minutes or so and then i had my real breakfast so i, I just had some i've been using these like rx like rx bars but they yeah make, like, a, they make like oatmeal now so like super that's super convenient It comes in like a little cup like a kodiak cup yeah it's so pretty I, good I have one of those yeah delicious and um, that's about it and then i head to the venue i like to get to the venue like around six thirty, you know, like an hour before to yeah you know get the pre-race um necessities done if you have to if you haven't done that already right that prd everybody talks about <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then i just go you know back check pull my stuff up and get a shakeout in and then just try to get to the start line you know you know nice and warm and ready to ready to rock right that's about it.
2: So if you're going to run on Sunday, what would you? is there anything you do special after the race Saturday, or you just pretty much play it by ear?
1: Yeah, you know, like, this year since I started taking racing more seriously and, and, you know, and learning from Kirk and stuff, like, if I'm racing the next day, usually I'll, you know, I'll finish the race, you know, say hi to a few people, you know, finish my banana, but then I just pretty much try to get out of there. Right. Just so, because um, if I hang out there, I'm going to want to hang out in the sun all day. I'm going to talk to a bunch of people. and.
2: I may even want to have a cold beer, and that may lead to two cold beers. And I I generally in <laughs> a box of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like and then like so, like if I'm racing the
1: next day, I pretty much is like, especially like if it's not really, like a dirty race, I pretty much is like go to bag check, throw my flip flops on, pick my trail shoes off, and start heading to my car because
2: right usually like the motel is just you know ten, twenty, thirty minutes away. I just shower up when
1: I get there and just right start recovering you know, for the next day and. So that's what I do. I go back, you know, get some real food in me, and then, you know, I usually do another shakeout. You know, if I'm going to race the next day, I'll you know do like a two or three-mile shakeout. Oh, wow. Um, sometime, you know, in that day or or even that evening, you know. And I feel like, you know, I, like it gets my legs, you know, kind of ready for the next day. And But, you know, if I'm not doing that, then I have my legs up, you know. I'm just in room yeah. with my you know, my legs against the wall or foam rolling or using my,
2: my, my little gun or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool, when i did when i did wrong the day that that
1: morning that i could do better the next day and whatever that is you
2: know <laughs> i hear you yeah. <clears throat> well dustin man i'm out of questions man is there anything you want to add or tell people where they can follow you or whatever
1: um you can follow me on i'm pretty much on instagram uh 10 so ocr dustin and just my name on facebook uh, dustin needham um yeah that, that's about it and i mean I do a little bit of racing, so chances are you'll probably see me at a race. So, um, just you know, come up and say what's up.
2: Hey, and, and ain't you like an ambassador for that Virus uh oh, gear yeah, company? yeah, I work
1: with Virus. Um, actually, um, you know, VJ got me on with those guys, um, but they've been awesome. So, like, yeah, shout out Virus. Um, I really like their gear. They have some really like sweet um you know compression gear. Um, like all their stuff's really nicely made. So, like, if you ever want to go onto the the Virus website, OCR Dust Ten will get you ten percent off.
2: Oh, cool. So I've never—I mean, I, I know that you know I've seen VJ wearing them, and and I now I've seen you wear them, but I've never gone onto their website and like looked at their prices and all. Like, what does a pair of like their compression pants go for?
1: It's really comparable to like like two times your two X. You like they're anywhere from like like thirty five ninety nine I believe, to so, like fifty nine ninety nine because they have like a lot of different styles,
2: right? Um, <laughs> and I don't really know like what all of them are for because
1: like Virus does a lot with like. With a lot of the UFC
2: fighters and like, oh really? Wrestling. Okay. So like, yeah, they'll
1: have like grappling pants and like, I but I I like all their stuff. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, they all works really good for OCR. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, cool man. Well, Dustin man, I appreciate you taking the time man. I enjoyed just hanging out and us talking OCR, bro. Oh man, anytime man, I loved it.
1: That was, that was super fun. All
2: right, dude. Well, take care, man. It was good talking to you. All
1: right, brother. See you at starline one day.
2: Yeah, man. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Dustin again for taking time to talk to us. Also, I will be at Asheville next weekend, which will be my first U.S. National Series race. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing all the pros out there. Looking forward to seeing the Tryon International Equestrian Center when it's not a total mud fest and, you know, rain all day long like it did during the Ultra in 2019. I don't know why they're still calling it the Asheville Super because it's like an hour and a half away from Asheville. So if you booked a room in Asheville, you got a pretty good drive to get to where the race is going to be at. Uh, anyway, like I said, come up to me and say, hey, what's up? I love talking to everybody. And uh follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And guess what? We'll see you at the next race later.